0: Episode 127, dated Friday the 23rd of October 2009, Uncharted. You're listening to Digital Cowboys. News, reviews, discussions, and uncensored opinions on the world of video games.
1: You're a game company. That's why you make Mario. So if they carry on making a new Mario game, a new Zelda game, the stuff that we've come to rely on, that's all well and good. But the one thing they forgot to show in this conference was anything for that demographic.
0: Move to the next section, you shoot all the guys there, you move to the next section. What other shooter doesn't do this? I'm, but I'm,
1: it's what they do with the AI to make those shooting sections interesting. I mean, yeah.
0: One of the achievements is play it for more than 20 minutes.
1: <laughs>
0: when we do an imitation of a Ponzi Brit, do oh, we yeah. sound as bad?
1: Yes. yes. <laughs> I am actually <laughs> sitting here drinking tea as yep. we're doing this podcast. Is there a trend in the industry you wish you
0: could do away with? Activision. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Alex Shaw. I'm Tony Atkins. Welcome to the This week Tony and I are talking about Uncharted 2 Among Thieves on the PlayStation 3 and its place in the evolution of the action-adventure game. So don't worry if you don't own a PS3. Don't worry if you're just an Xbox owner. Don't worry if you do have a PS3 but you're not particularly fast about Uncharted. We're talking about it in a general sense. Now it's safe to say Uncharted 2 is good. All the reviews cite similarly high levels of excellence, and so we're not here tonight to tell you to buy it, because if you own a PS3, you already have your mind made up. And if you haven't got one, it's probably not going to sway you, although if it might. It, in some small <laughs> cases, it might. If, if, you, if it's the old kind of game and you've been waiting for one game to make you buy a PS3, this might be the one. What we're here to talk about is what it does. So Charlie, did you enjoy uncharted too
1: yeah i i think i think there's there was a i think we have slight difference opinions in in its relevance amongst maybe the best games ever made, but to say that it's probably it it deserves a place in there uh I think we can have a good argument for it well i mean
0: if if you look back along the the timeline of action adventure games you've you've got to kind of if you in the three d sense you've got to get back to something like I don't know the original Resident Evil. I mean, is that is that all well, yeah, yeah, straightforward that's survival not, horror? I mean,
1: how does this well, start? It's not really a 3D adventure, wasn't it? it? It is in the way, but it was um, it's pre-rendered backgrounds, isn't it? So uh, as much as you're adventuring through this stuff, it, you know, it's not the free uh, See what he oh, can. Man, I'm terrible. Why? I know.
0: It, it definitely there? sounds okay. Right. Resident Evil 4, though, I mean, if we're we going to trace its lineage back somewhere, it's it's a Pardon bit that. like Resident Evil 4, wouldn't you say? Dude's but coming. Surely,
1: surely you need to tra- travel this back all the way down to Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider is the one I really think okay, yeah, kicked off the 3D right adventuring game, as much as now she has pointy polygon breasts. Uh, and we're very, very far away of Uncharted 2 in the way that it handles all that stuff. The first one, really, for me, was Uncharted.
0: See, Tomb Raider has not really changed for me all that much over the years. Even though they w- w- they went to a new engine and uh, and the, the newer games were a lot more polished, the same thing is always true. You climb to the top of a mountain, you jump off, and you <laughs> fall down to the bottom, and you have to do it all again. And that just doesn't seem to be like that for Uncharted. So, okay, let's just start from the beginning, shall we? Um, before we well, yeah, go, Tracy...
1: Okay, yeah, but let's, let's talk about Uncharted 2. Let's get the feelings out there. Let's talk about how, what we feel about this game, and let's get into a more deeper conversation about where we think this belongs and whether this is the pinnacle of the genre and whether the genre can actually get any better than this.
0: Well, it obviously um, can get better than this. All genres can. Yeah, but, pretty, um,
1: but... Let's get that out there first. Okay,
0: right. Uncharted 2... I really, really liked. We, got, we can't not talk about Uncharted One. I really, really, really like Uncharted One. It was. I was saying, you know, if you remember, actually, wasn't it Paul who originally was twisting our arms to play it, and we were like,
1: eh. <laughs> and who I, hasn't completed it yet? No, actually, well, he, actually he, did it, he, he
0: finished it. Yeah. Well done, Paul. But uh, yeah, I, I, I seem to remember originally kind of liking the, uh, the, the the lead character, and you know, I didn't have a PS3 at the time, but when I got a PS3 and I did play it. I whizzed th- straight through it and then I spent ages trying to con- convince you guys <laughs> to play it and eventually you caved and finally pulled you know with with Uncharted 2 out you know finished playing it so um, hey I'm not alone it's been the, yeah, the no, person that played the demo it, it is a lot really of wasn't. people who who are actually in the same camp so what is it about the original Uncharted that makes people leave off is it just because it's you know climbing section shooting section climbing section shooting um, section hey,
1: or see, yeah, but what you're going by, by is the Uncharted demo at that point. You know, this is the first contact that anybody really has with this game, even with with the hype that's surrounding it that you should play it. Mm. And to me, it just seemed like, okay, it was a poor Gears of War cover mechanic knockoff that just, I still stand by this, didn't work very well. Um, and it had climbing sections. And, and in the demo, that doesn't really jump across you. It's like, okay, well, it's a bit like Tomb Raider with a poor shooting mechanic. and um, And, you know, the character of Nathan Drake doesn't really come through within that, you know, Probably 10, 10, 15 minute demo. Now, of course, playing Drake's Fortune, we all know that you know the highlight of that well, for me, the highlight of that game was the the way that they amalgamated the storytelling with the character of um, Nathan Drake. Yeah, I mean, I I still I, I'm perfectly saying I still believe this. I could I really couldn't give a shit about the the shooting in it. I found it really loose. Um, so many games did it better. Uh, the thing that propelled me through that it was the storyline and the um, you know the character both animation and the, you know, the telling of the story, which, uh, you know, was, was at the time, uh, even when I, well, I played it like six months ago, you know, not many things that could actually, you know, better it. So, you know, for that, I think is where for me, uh, Drake's Fortune was a great game. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um yeah. To me, it was kind of different. I I, I loved the character from, from the get-go, because he's very reminiscent of Nathan Fillion, and Nolan North kind of plays to that kind of uh, hapless hi- uh, anti-hero kind of... Is he an anti-hero? I don't know. He's, he's a hero, but he's, he's certainly not all white and in shining armor. He's, uh, he's got his dark sides, and he's capping fools in, in both games, in fact. <laughs> he's a mass murderer. Let's not forget... I mean, you know, yes, they're shooting at him first, but this guy kills folks. All the time. I mean, Indiana Jones kills people, but James Bond kills people. Drake kills people.
1: But once again, we we wander into the you know game mechanics and whether you can actually tackle a subject like that head on in a in a game like this. And I'm not too sure that's even possible, even with the, the understanding of people looking for more in depth games. Hmm. I think if you have to explain away why you know a likable character such as Drake kills probably by the end of you know, certainly Uncharted 2 in the region of a thousand people, I mean he he He's would be charged. Criminal. He would be charged with war criminals. Now you can't. Go down that alley at this, you know, in a game like this.
0: Well, no, in the first game, he's getting originally attacked by Somalian pirates, all out for his blood. So it's all kind of, he gets away with it because he's always under pressure. He's always by the skin of his teeth, and it's always apparently in self-defense because you know he is pinned down by people trying desperately to kill him. It's that or die. So, but you know, moral, morals aside, it's the the originals shooting mechanics seem kind of different in it in, uh, in this one in the original you got flanked a whole lot more i don't remember being flanked anywhere near as much in this one it's like you'd be shooting guys and then you'd notice that you'd someone was literally almost on top of you and um the other thing that really sucked about the original is like i said you'd be shoot, shooting half-naked somalian pirates in the face and they'd just be carrying on walking into you and you're like what i'm shooting <laughs> you with a magnum in the face in the bare chest and you're yeah. not going down. What the hell's up with that?
1: I'm, I'm shooting the man's in the face, and there, just keep on moving. Now, I mean, shooting man's. I, yeah, there's no point. I, d- I don't think there's any point necessarily dredging the stuff. And we, everybody knows that the problems with Uncharted mm. One, and most of it was the, sh- the shooting stuff, and it's, it wasn't terrible. You know, it, it perfectly serviceable, but you know, it to me, it always seemed very at odds with what the rest of the game was actually trying to achieve. And that wasn't necessarily surprising, really, really, where you consider Naughty Dog's background. You know the the proper shooting 3D mechanics they hadn't really done before, so but it wasn't surprising that they hadn't really you know nailed that down. And it was back in what November two two thousand
0: seven. May I court controversy and say I still prefer the shooting mechanics in in uh, the original Uncharted to either of the Gears of War's.
1: Yeah, let's get on to gameplay later on, and I think we can have a debate about that ourselves.
0: Go for it. Um, Okay, right. So, yeah, they they did a very solid first game. Didn't exactly sell the PS3 on the strength of its first game, but it was always considered a great sort of solid, what most people consider a four-star title. I gave it five stars. That's me. I gave it five.
1: No, I I gave it five. I mean, it sold, I think, a million stateside in the end. um, But bear in mind, it came out in 2007. The PlayStation 3 was hardly lighting up the charts Mm. uh, at that time. Or is it...
0: um Hang on, was it? Was that uh, actually when the PS3 was brand new at the time, wasn't it? 2007, yeah, maybe yeah.
1: the start of it, yeah.
0: yeah. So it's it, you know, they, they could really have made it as a launch title and like really made it a big fanfare about it, but they didn't. I mean, I think that's, all I remember from the time was MotorStorm, and uh <laughs> <laughs> was that one with uh, Resistance? The resistance. Yeah. Really, um, but you know, ultimately, you know, it, it was all sort of quite in the background now. Skip forwards two years, November was it October 2009. Suddenly, Uncharted 2 has, has become Sony's golden boy. Nathan Drake's everywhere, and this thing's getting like I'm going to check its Metacritic score. But last time I checked, 96, 97 percent.
1: Yeah, and, and it really has become Sony's, uh, I mean, this is the game they're releasing this year. I mean, most of their other first party games all got dropped off until next year. So yeah. this is the one that, I mean, remember me saying, you know, is this enough to drive Sony to, uh, you know, commercial success this Christmas up against, you know, Microsoft, the Halo franchise and Call of Duty, you know, doing the rounds across other platforms. And, you know, <laughs> that's something I think we need to tackle at the very end. Will this be the system seller that it, you know, maybe it deserves to be, but, you know,
0: Right, it got it's, it's still carrying a 97% approval rating uh from on Metacritic and a 9.6 from users. Um, there's a lot of uh, uncharted backlash on Amazon, like a lot of people leaving it uh, one star reviews, going, "This game is not all that good." Gotta <laughs> love them. Yep, um, but uh, if you just look through the user comments, it's like hundred, 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 hundred. I mean, obviously, a lot of these are just ten out of tens and five out of fives, but still, just all of these hundreds. So, I mean, what is it that makes people go? Yes, this is a ten-star or a ten-point or a hundred percent game. What, uh, th- they're eff- effectively touting perfection here, something that's been leveled in the past few years: a Little Big Planet, which is a flawed game; Metal Gear Solid Four, which is a flawed game; Grand Theft Auto Four, which is a flawed game. Halo Three. Halo game Three. Up. Did that yeah.
1: get tens? Across yeah. The board? Oh, craft. Yes. Remember Edge ten out of ten. Yeah.
0: The the multiplayer on that was absolutely fantastic. Did I'm assuming Modern Warfare One. <laughs> Call of Duty The 4, whatever it was called, the original one. Did that get tens?
1: Uh, Of some places,
0: of course. But not not, this kind of across the...
1: When you check it, you have Metacritic up. You just look at the top-rated games. Bioshock probably will be within that company as well.
0: So they're basing this on not only the single-player game, but obviously the the multiplayer game, and and they're saying that as an all-round package, this is pretty much perfect. And the point is, everyone's so unanimous about it, which is creating the backlash. So what's the single player game actually like then what have they done since Uncharted 1
1: well I mean let's do what we normally do let's cover some of, you know some of the highlights of the graphics the characters the gameplay uh, the multiplayer have a, a sense of being you know where that's come from that yeah and at the end of it I think just sum up what we've learned from you know having our discussion because I mean I, I don't know what you think you don't know what I think we haven't actually talked about this game at all
0: I think I suspect uh, what you think <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay um and then yeah, let's let's see. We're going to be arguing there. over
0: half of a percentile on this one. Aren't we? Oh God! Right. Okay. Then, so
1: then, then, at, the, at that point, we'll decide whether we think this is actually this does disclose, uh, deserve its its Hall of Fame title. That it seems to be uh, the reviewers seem to be elevating it to.
0: I mean, it's you know, under those circumstances, they could re-release it with extra DLC next year and call it Game of the Year Edition with that kind of Fallout uh, Free. <laughs> Right, okay, so let's start with that old chestnut graphics, which used to be so important when we were kids. We'd, just, we'd jump straight to the graphics bar and see where, what the percentage of, of quality graphics was on there. This is one of the nicest looking games in the entire world, and I've got to say that. Um, I am racking my brains for a game which has made me stop and look at a sky and go, oh my god. Last one, Assassin's Creed, that I can really think of.
1: Oh, yeah, standing on top of the pillar just before you're about to jump off the yeah. bird's nest. Yeah, just turning around and go, wow, there's a city there. Yeah.
0: But, I mean, this, I actually stopped on a rooftop in the middle of um, uh, the, the pool the, the and the I hall. just, like, stared at the clouds and went, those are real clouds. How have they got a real cloud in my game? <laughs> um, I mean, it's amazing. Not just that everything is detailed in this game. This is, it's, it's not just what things look like, it's how things react, it's how Drake walks around and, and it's, his slightly loping gait, the fact that they have put little facial expressions on him when he's moving around. The, 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 just the, the gesturing. Now, when we do graphics, we're going to have to talk about the fact that this is all performance captured. It's not just motion captured. No, oh, no, no, no. Well, that no. comes into character as well. Yeah, well, so, well, well I mean, this can lead into character, but yeah, ultimately... So,
1: but, so before then, so yep. that actually leads into character, which is a really important part of the graphics itself. But I, I, I think for me, there's two things I've always really liked the Halo world because it's been colourful, because it's kind of the you know it's it's just a fun funner place to be than something like Call of Duty Four or um, another prime example. Let I me mean, just bring it back to the PlayStation Three a second here, Killzone Two. You know, that was, uh, you know, an, an ex- fantastic looking game, you know, of all the the wonderful, you know, cloud effects and, you know, dust particles and all the wonderful stuff. But it was in a grey and drab, depressing place I never yeah. wanted to be. And really didn't, even though it looked fantastic, really didn't enjoy being in. Now, much like Halo, I, th- I think Uncharted 2 is very clever in the way that everything is bright and colourful. You remember how back in the day, like Super Mario 64? bright and colourful it, it didn't have to necessarily be really realistic which this is because it's set in bright and colourful you know Nepal and places like Nepal and uh you know or snowy areas but there's just a sense, <laughs> yeah but just a sense of actually you know wanting to be in this game or wanting to be in this place and not being really turned away from what the graphics I mean yes obviously we can mention Gears of War once again you know within this review probably two or three times but that, I mean that had the same you know, problem. It's just, you know, not necessarily a place I wanted to actually hang around or even really view.
0: Drab stonework, the yes, inside so of a worm's guts. And the, the also significantly all of the characters were ugly as fuck and macho and
1: stupid. So but so I think that's a, a definite uh bright side of it is the fact that it is bright and colourful. Um, I the level of detail, I mean it's so it's so nerdy to go this far, but hey, we are doing a game okay. podcast. But if, if you sit there and stare, and I, I did this two, three, two or three times where I, I looked at a pillar and just saw like the grain detail and work where you could see, you know, with the, the brick placement, how it all been put together. And then I looked at the pillar next to it and it was completely different. It's like, you know, somebody else had crafted this brick pillar and had a different style of actually doing, you know, the cement work on it. I kept and I'm looking. Like, oh my God. I mean, this, why, why would you go this far? You know, most people are just gonna, you know, run right past this stuff. And it's there. I mean, if you just take the time to sit there and look, every, I don't think I saw like a reused asset hardly at all. And for a game of this production value, oh my, what? <laughs> that just doesn't happen. It costs too much to do this stuff. Why is it this good looking? And no backtracking.
0: You'd imagine this kind of game, they'd be like, right, well, run back through this. It took us ages to, uh, to, to program all yeah, these exactly, bits. Yeah. And, But no, you don't. I, I, was, I was looking at water from different angles. I was like trying to find out where the joins were and the seams and going, right, well, well it's obviously got to be produced here and just laid on like a sheet. Seamless. Couldn't find any. It was just, it flowed from one place to the next. It really seemed like the... So- it seems like they've got this giant world inside the architecture of the game. It doesn't feel like a, a, list, a you know, series of polygons. And if you look at the original Tomb Raider, it's absolutely obvious yeah. what they've done and how they've made it out of triangular lego. But this, I don't know. It, well, it we're going like to praise the, the, the fuck out of this game and it does, does it. deserve it, but it, it's significantly it's not just like kissing the ass of Sony, not significantly kissing the ass of Naughty no, Dog. let game. It's, let's... it's what Games are now capable of that's kind of blowing us away, and since we play a hell of a lot of games, that's saying
1: something. I, I don't want to get this into a, a fanboy wars at all, and just because it's on the Sony platform, of course, it, it brings uh, a lot of baggage with it because Sony haven't had the best of times with uh, you know, fantastic exclusive games. Mm. But I think, you know. The thing for me as well, it, it feels like this is a place that's been lived in, although it suffers from the same problem as, you know, there's doesn't really seem that many civilians around. Uh, there's these war from areas and they tried to explain, oh, because, you know, they're evacuated and blah, blah, blah. I mean, some of that, it's, you know, doesn't entirely work, but it's just the villages that you're walking through feel like, you know, up until two hours ago that they were lived in yeah. and that people just, you know, got up sticks and left. And that is really, really hard to pull off. And yeah. th- they just do it with ease. And like you say, there's no backtracking. It's all just like, you know, th- there was a couple of scenes where I'm standing in the top of this village and I'm going, wow, this looks amazing. And you wander down deeper into the village and you never get to see that, that scene again up up top. It's like, we you know, there's so much detail that's gone up there. But you only get to see it once. Hmm. And normally they would go, let's say, come back up here. You can, you're going to have to come back, all, you know, traverse up the top, see the geometry again and come back down again because we didn't put that much work in for it, for you just to stare at it in 20 seconds. Yeah, I mean, at least we stood there and stared at it maybe for 40 seconds just taking in the ore, but a lot of game players would have just gone, right, I need to get off this building and jump.
0: There's quite a lot of backtracking in the Tomb Raider games as well. They differ from that wildly. But again, the reason that that what that leaves you with is taking that out. Is a constant forward motion. It's like one of the Bourne movies. In fact, that's probably a really quite a good uh, comparison. It's like always, <chuckling> and you're always like sort of powering forwards because you they're sort of hammering home you've got to keep moving. You've got this thing to be doing, and the world just sort of flows past you, and 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 you just you feel compelled to run from one section to the next, and and try and take it all. You you don't want to stop because you feel you're going to get shot. If, if for no other reason but at the same time there's just there's constant momentum which makes the game really gripping as well
1: I will say I will say something that maybe can be t- taken slightly as a negative um, oh, yeah. but you know it's once again a small one I did get start to get the sense of uncanny valley syndrome in this it, it started to look so good that when certain things didn't react in an environment because it looked like they should have done, hmm. and you realized it was just the game world, uh, it became rather jarring. It's like, you know, certain areas where you think we well, just jump over that. Oh, apparently you can't. The game design doesn't allow me just to, <laughs> just to walk over once again this fence. And it's clearly a fence and I can climb, you know, mountains, but this fence, no. Oh no. Okay. But, I mean, occasionally that happens, but yeah.
0: Right, now let's go on to the characters uh, and their acting and performance yeah. capture, because this has not been done in many games before. I mean, it's it's this, a similar technique that they use in uh, films like Beowulf, or uh, the upcoming Christmas Carol, um, and...
1: It was uh, done in one game that we highly praised before.
0: Heavenly Sword. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, to me, this is the future. Uh, if you told me, if, if, a, if someone came, Marty McFly came back in time from 20... 30 and said oh yeah, all games with people acting in them now have uh, performance capture not just motion capture performance capture i've like great that that's that's the way forwards for me oh, because it's it's me- pixar like levels of detail in the in the performance and the nuances of the character which is so sorely lacking from and I'm really looking at Capcom games in this one, for example. Just, in, in terms of, if you put Resident Evil 5 next to Uncharted 2, the difference is laughable. And that's not dissing Capcom. I, I, I quite liked Resident Evil 5, and I loved Resident Evil 4. But the difference between the way people act and the way people talk and the wooden-ass marionettes from Japan versus this, it's it's two different worlds.
1: Well, I th- I think we need to necessarily explain how this is put together for the people that aren't you know quite what's performance capture yeah so performance capture basically is where the scene that you are watching or the actual a lot of the gameplay techniques that they use they're actually being acted almost with you know okay we'll be within real times then but there's like two or three people actually acting and voicing the parts at the same time so what how the game is normally put together you get you know joe blog from wherever company and you need to be i don't know say just. Marcus Phoenix, this is your role, and you're going to be acting out your part. And then sean give-
0: DiMaggio in a recording booth talking into a mic, much like myself here. I think that's yeah. exactly what Jeff Gerstle and also this Yeah, week.
1: but also doing the the kind of the motion capture of his arms and whatnot. And then um, you get the, the next character that could be doing the scene alongside them, and they do their role, but is in a completely different time period. You know, it could be a week or two or a month or two later. So. Um, Although they're capturing the performance of the character, they're not actually really interacting with each other. Did John DiMaggio
0: do actual motion capture for Gears of War Is that how it works? I, I don't, I don't see much motion capturing in that. I could be completely yeah, wrong. Was, but. Yeah. Okay, but But this is this is more like um, if you actually watch the film set, it's a film set. Yeah, it's they're they're wearing black jumpsuits and and stupid ping pong balls all over their faces to capture every single movement of their face. And it feeds into a computer and the computer makes the avatars on screen do what they're doing and say what they're saying. And it ties it up and they perform off each other and they act it out.
1: Which Heavenly Sword done really well. I think the difference is Heavenly Sword didn't have a fantastic story. So it kind yeah, of fell apart within the, its adaptation of that where this has a really interesting story and characters that you maybe you put more emphasis in, to caring about. I'm thinking more of the baddies in Heavenly Sword I think yeah, Noriko yeah, it was yeah, Was uh you know, and Kai had was a fantastic scenes to give it, I think when you got onto the over the top characters. Andy
0: Circus was great. Yeah. top, but fucking what's his name? Stephen Burkoff. He was just mental. I'm not going to do his voice again, but yeah.
1: So say okay, so that's that's the basic thing. So Let's let's get on to Nathan Drake. He's the star of the show, really. Here, uh,
0: okay. Balls on the table here, just resting resting on the glass. Mm-hmm. Best video game character ever. Say I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he's not saying it. <laughs> I'm I mean, right. That that proves it.
1: No, because I I never deal with Bess. I I don't. Okay,
0: you know, he's definitely my favourite. So different genres, a different absolutely. style of games. So if, if I was told we must choose a best, and it is up to Alex to decide, I'd say Nathan Drake, and I think a hell of a lot of people who have actually played this would agree with me. It's it, it, because he's he's a human, he's fallible, and uh, I think um, uh, Zeb at, at Game Dog actually said this possibly uh, that even though you seem like you're. Flawed, and you're not going to be able to manage it, and you keep fumbling things. You're actually a superhuman, and you are able to do all of this stuff. <laughs> but it's the fact that they paint him as being like hanging on by his to- you know, fingernails and like you know, every time a grenade pops down beside him, he's like, oh, 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 no, 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 and he's like leaps out of the way, and you are like, oh my god, and it makes you feel, uh, I might die at any minute here. This guy maybe doesn't have it all together.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, to continue on from the, the talking about the graphic scenes, I mean, it, a lot of this plays into it. It's a lot of the hand movements the head movements all this is sort a of motion capture actually you know does a fantastic job of get this capturing um but it, it's it just makes you feel like you're a more believable character now nathan drake was really likable in the first one it just it added a, a sense of cheekiness where game characters are normally very like these are the lines i am reading off this script and this is what you will like me now and I hope this nathan, is not
0: chris's blood
1: exactly when nathan drake had always been kind of like, it almost felt like he's ad-libbing and there's no chance that that can happen, of course, in the, the video game. Um, but no, it, that's
0: what it Some felt of them like. were a few, I mean, they, a couple of times when they were like doing it's incidental stuff, they actually did get to ad-lib a bit. And they, they then got the, um, the, the computer marionettes to actually yeah. act out that. So yeah, you, I'm, some I'm of it, as it as but it as feels as like it for the main lines, yeah. Um,
1: but it, I mean, if you look at in, uh, Nathan Drake, I mean, he's, He's indie, and I, I think the the perfect way I, I think I would love to describe he's indie for the modern age. You know, the, the thing I had a problem with was Indiana Jones, and...
0: Wait a minute, um, you got a problem with Indiana Jones?
1: What's the latest one called?
0: The, the Skull. Chinder with or, a Crystal Skull.
1: That's it, the terrible film that it's, Alex likes and I don't. It's, <laughs> it's not terrible. But... No, the point of that was it, it felt like it was trying to be um, Indiana Jones in the, in the 21st century, and it, it just didn't fit very well. This feels like how Indiana Jones would react in the 21st century. You know, he's smart enough to understand kind of computers and, and the way that you know security systems would be laid out. Um, a, bit and of a, how, a punt in there, maybe. Yeah, and well, it, the easy way I think to describe it, he 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 is Jason Bourne, mm. but but with a uh, a kind of fun. Side to him because Jason Bourne was all very much about this is the mission, um, but you know just the way that he acts his kind of demeanour of uh, kind of getting out of situations is all very much on your feet thinking kind of stuff. So um,
0: I think, I just, I'd say I'd there's a hell of a lot of uh, it's it to me it's indie meets John McClane. You know, John McClane is is just the 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 right guy at the wrong time, and he's like suddenly getting shot at, and he's like, oh my god, and he's just trying to run away and hide, yeah. and he really just doesn't want to be there. And there's just this feeling when when that Drake is not going looking for trouble; he's going to find stuff that other people who are troublemakers are trying to find too. I and mean, he doesn't go there with an AK-47, going, "Let's go kick some ass." Well, like ultimately, Ma- Ma- he's scared. Fin- scandal you know, I mean,
1: he's going there. Scared. The I I mean, I mean okay, not, yeah.
0: maybe he's a bit hand Solo, actually. Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm not ruined really, I mean, this is just the opening scene, so I don't class as as, you know, a spoiler. And, and right in the opening scene, you're, you're essentially trying to get into a place to steal this artifact from a museum. Right. That's hardly like the, the, you know, the line of, you know, goody-two-shoes, Mr. You know Action Hero it's Man. It's not morally you know? upright.
0: But then uh, again, ha- still- Han would do that, Indy would do that, and uh, I'm not sure John would do that, but he'd, he'd mess with stuff if stuff had to get messed with. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Who am I to say what John McClane would do? I mean, fucking dude who did Underworld got to direct him most recently.
1: Uh, anyway. But on top of that, anyway, beyond Nathan Drake, there's a whole host of car- uh, characters that actually return, so you got Sully back from the first one. Hey. Not enough, in my opinion. Um, J.K. Simmons in the movie, please. It's just not enough. It, it's like in the first early scene. Well, yeah. Actually, I,
0: I, I, I Okay, not really a spoiler, but I kept expecting him to come back, and he didn't. Uh
1: huh. Yeah.
0: And but you got, instead you get the rather more curvaceous Chloe. Aye. Gina Warrior Princess.
1: When I first saw all the stuff for Uncharted 2 and they, I suddenly, you know, it looked like Elaine wasn't actually going to um, turn back Elena. up. Like, Elena. Elena. Uh, wasn't going to turn back up. I was like, no, who is this new woman? How dare she be in my game? It was Elena. I fell in love with her in the first game. But actually, all that is kind of explained. But let's talk about Chloe, the new, the newest character into the fold. What's to say?
0: She's she's trouble. Don't don't touch her.
1: Yeah, she's 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 as I described as a flirtatious bitch. Um, you know, <laughs> we all know somebody who goes scheming rotten minx. Yeah, man, I'd like to get you know, I'd I'd like to. S- Go out with her. Nah, that sounds terrible. Man, I'd like to... Um I find myself in
0: Marmite-clotted handcuffs stuck in the shower at some weird house that I didn't know about. This this woman will kill you somehow. Not on purpose, but anyway, uh, let's not give away her okay. motivations for yeah, the end of the know, game, but uh, she's she, not to be trusted, put it like
1: that. She's basically know what she basically knows what knows what she wants and if she's going to use Nathan Drake for that then you know all be it. and she, she's going to use her sexual charm to actually get you know get whatever she wants and she i mean a lot of this is like little weird like, indiano sex, sexual comments which work really well because Nathan Drake rebuts like a sexual comment and she'll come back with her own one and just shows that she's a really powerful female character and once again they're lacking from video games you know 10 to a dozen um, and then there's the british guy <laughs> What's his name? The British guy, the Australian guy. Is he Australian? Really? He's he's sort of apples and pears. Way.
0: Oh, he's Australian, is he? Right. Okay. Now she's Australian to me. I don't know. Let's find out. But um, yeah, I mean, basically, Nathan gets teamed up with this old friend of his who is either Australian or British and has a terrible, terrible actor. Now, no amount of performance capture can actually uh, get at what, uh, you know, <laughs> not up to standard this guy is. I mean, it's supposed to be just because Nolan North is, is fucking good. But, uh, but this guy's sort of like, oh yes, Nathan, yeah, 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 we're, we're gonna go in there, we're gonna bust it out, yeah, apples and pears. And, uh, I, I don't know, There's not much to say about him apart from, I, I, I kind of wish his performance had a been bit, a, bit, a, bit, a bit sharper. Maybe put Paul Bettany in his role, something like that.
1: But Elena does return in this game as well, and she still I still think she's a highlight. I think the, the, the characterisation, the bouncing of character that she has between her and Nathan, you know, I love her first thing where she, where she comes in and says, oh yes, I was last year's model. Mm. I, you know, that was a really nice little scene. And there's a nice little
0: awkward triangle when she and Chloe are stuck in the same place together, and basically there was actually a point when it was her and Chloe and me, and I actually felt like, hen-pecked and put-a-pot. Yeah. And they were both berating me behind my back, and I was like, "Shut up, I don't know anyone can get us out of here and I, I, It felt very natural, and I thought, yeah. yeah I, I, I want to just you know get these women out of here, shut them up, and then well, you know but uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but now once again, she comes in with the same agendas again, where you know she's doing it for all the good reasons, yeah, um, but she's not. He's his, conscience. She's she's
0: his conscience she's his conscience, and at the same time, yeah she she doesn't have to do any of this. But there is something inherently good about her, and, and, and yeah, I really, really like her.
1: Just the, w- the way the story ends up, they're just kind of, they're, they're all in, they all kind of get embroiled deeper than they necessarily wanted to be. There's certainly some other party, anyway. Mm. Um, and there's some fantastic acting that plays off that. And the story holds together really, really well throughout mm. the, you know, it, I want to say it's the best thing ever. Um, I think the performances make it maybe better than what the actual story down on script is. Mm. But, um, you know, that's the, that's the job. Of a, you know, the job is just to propel you through, you know, a believable scenario of how they could end up in this ridiculous scenario, you know. Um, Ultimately, uh, the
0: story is like a good movie. It's, it's, it's not really going to blow anyone away. I
1: I disagree with you that. I think it's better than, I mean, if you take, um, a lot of games that just have like movie scripts, it's like a script has just been put down in front of the developer and go, look, I wrote this one movie. I think you can develop this into a game. It doesn't feel like that. It, It feels like this this script has been developed from this game from the ground up hmm. and knows the uh, understands pacing, understands how the story has to involve around gameplay. Hmm. Uh, so you have dips and dives in all the right places. It doesn't feel like a, a book or a film adaptation. It feels like a story that was made for a game. Yeah, no, no, this, you're right
0: there, like Yeah. No, no, I wasn't saying that it felt it had the same pacing of a movie or, or that it was, it, it felt like a, it certainly doesn't feel like a movie adaptation game. Those are always really awkward as hell. But, um, what i'm saying is that it's it the story is not going to make you go, oh, my God, I can't believe they turned that corner. Oh, that, that's just totally going against the grain. It, it delivers to you the scenarios you're kind of used to from the kind of, uh, I don't know, I suppose Mission Impossible 3, actually. It, it kind of has a similar kind of, okay, now we're over here. Now we've got to get this done. It, I sp- well, if, they were gonna, if they were going to, well, they are going to make a movie. If they said J.J. J. <laughs> J. Abrams is directing, I'd be like, yes, spot on, the one and only correct answer.
1: Well, I, I've got something that take us into gameplay nicely, and okay. which story actually does involve. Oh it. no, you it's, it's forgot a...
0: about uh, the villain. He scared yeah. the shit out of me. I, mean, I know he was—he was basically uh, like a cipher to be like, "This is the guy who's so psychotic he kills his own men." But for some reason, they managed to get a fresh take on that, and I genuinely felt unnerved watching him from afar, and then finally being up against him. I was like, "Oh my god, he is going to stab me in so many ways." I, just, <laughs> you know. so yeah. Well, bravo there, because the first. Um, uh, 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 was game's villain, was a bit sort of sneery Bond villain, third-rate Ian Holmes-style guy. But, um, yeah, no, the, the, this, this guy was terrifying, really. Right. Possibly because everyone was so scared of him. Yeah. Actually, you, you know in uh, the beginning of Sexy Beast when they say, Don's coming, and everyone goes, Oh, God. And everyone goes really quiet, and that kind of sets up his character before he even turns up. And then they mention another guy in the film, and everyone goes quiet, even Dom. And you're like, Oh, my God, if this guy scares even this guy, who's the most terrifying man alive, how scary is Ian McShane when you finally meet him? You're like, he's just going to kill you with his eyes. So, yeah, I mean, uh, basically, it's an excellent uh, usage of, of character to actually sell a villain by the way other people react to him.
1: think what i mean about the story being very much a game story and understanding how a game works and how to bring you know uh, the pace of a game and then needing to slow down and moving into different areas um a a perfect example is this right at the start of the game um you start and this isn't giving anything away because you are right at the start of the game and you've seen this in a lot of the the preview stuff you start hanging off okay you start on this train Mm. bleeding and you're like, okay, that's my blood. I mean, it's fantastic dialogue, and I'm not going to butcher it by doing my own adaptation of it. But you realise, okay, why am I here? And then all of a sudden, you've fallen out of the back half of this train, you're grabbed by the ledge, and the whole idea is to you know, drag yourself to the top of this train. And Just talking about this makes me want to play the game again. It's just amazing. <laughs> it's, just, it's a brilliant moment, and it's, it's scary. Um, but, of course, you get to the top of the train, and... Um, it then that's like the opening part, but then you you kind of, you have this, you you faint, and you move on to the, the next part of the story where you, like we said before, you're organising this this raid onto a, a museum to get an artefact. Like, oh. And so you're okay, right, okay, fine. Well, I don't know what that bit was about, but right. Well, then, I think it's about six chapters in, um, maybe a bit more, maybe it's slightly halfway through the game. You revisit the place, revisit the scene that you had um, previously played and normally that would be a great i'm repeating the section great why would i but you realize it's, it's actually shown you how you got to this place and it's like it's a great point in the game like oh right so i'm here now i thought this was going to be at the very end of the game but actually this is just in the center of the game and now i understand the circumstances that left me almost bleeding to get, death and me being on the you know right on the edge of trying to climb this train and thinking I'm actually going to die just uh, attempting this. And it's just a brilliant way to actually connect the the front front of the game, the middle of the game, and then push you forward to the back end of the game. Mm. And that's storytelling that just isn't done enough in games. Films do it all the time. Um, And, you know, so, yeah, I think it's a a fantastically blended stuff together, which really does bring us into gameplay.
0: Harry Flynn, by the way, was the name Mm -hmm. of the British treasure hunter and friend of Nathan Drake. He's uh, not Australian.
1: Australian. He's not. He like. I've heard paired. like four other podcasts talk about Australian as well. <laughs> so Were
0: I mean, they American? Because they uh, yeah, they can't tell the difference. Bernie Burns thought I was Australian. Not there we yeah. go. Indeed. right. Um. So yeah, that, I don't get why other games like I'm um, not in any way dissing it because I know people will hate me for saying so. Modern Warfare has very scripted cinematic events and I can't really get into them because I feel like I'm being led by the nose. And yet this, incredibly scripted uh, cinematic events, and yet I feel that they're totally organic. Why is it that they're managing to weave this into seemingly an organic situation which I have control over?
1: Well, I think the highlight of um, the gameplay in this, uh, I'll get on to the, the shooting and, and all the other stuff, but the, the one original thing this actually brings to the board, other than the graphics and the character action which we we shouldn't just knock that off and say it's not original, it's very original but Mm. to the actual gameplay, I think the most original things it actually brings is, if you recall back to Metal Gear Solid 4 Mm. I mean, fantastic cutscenes, I mean yeah they looked amazing, I mean no one's going to doubt that I mean I still have great reservations about the gameplay in in that game but I would never knock the cutscenes from being anything other than stunning, but the problem is it got really boring just sitting there and watching this stuff Play out in front of you, and all you wanted to do, because you were holding the controller, was take control of that motorbike chase, just maybe a bit more, or take control of the the raid, the Raiden, Raiden fight, ride and fight, because <laughs> um, it looks so fantastic, and it's like I can do that. Why, why are you taking this away from <laughs> me? Um, and what Aunt Charlie does, he says. Why can't you be a part of this? You know, a prime example here would be, and we've seen it in the previews, where a helicopter comes up and it blows away this uh, kind of bridge that you, you're trying to pull yourself across, and the cutscene you know entails, and all this shit's going on, stuff blowing up, but you're part of the scene. Normally that would just be a, a you know a cutscene, and you'd get to the point where it goes right, you're now by the pillar, now take down the helicopter. But it's so clever in the way it says, well, why can't you just play the bit where, you know, all this shit was going on? And it does that three or four times. There's a bit, once again, you would have seen in some of the previews if you happen to wander across them, where this this house is falling down. But it's falling down around you. It's not a cutscene. You're actually in this place. It's falling down, and there's shit going on, and there's bits breaking, and you've got to dive out this window.
0: There were times when I was just like, oh, my God, this is incredible. And I died because I was so busy watching what was going on. And, uh yeah, that that happened to me during that building bit. There was a bit at the end. And during the tank scene, I was just like, wow, this is incredible. That tank looks like it's, oh, shit. And then it killed me repeatedly over and over again. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, the, the set pieces themselves and the <sighs> the train sequence with the helicopter, that is the most tenacious helicopter I have ever had after me oh, in a hell. game ever. <laughs> <laughs> but um, And I died repeatedly on that one. That did actually frustrate me. But at the same time, it was so breathtaking to watch. I kind of forgave it. I think that's the secret of all of its tens, that for all of the flaws and all the moments when you're like, oh, for God's sake, in, in this game, it's so nourishing and so good as a game that you feel, you know, I forgive it for these
1: moments. I, I think the important thing here is it doesn't take you out of the adventure. I mean, what happens so much amongst a lot of these games, which you know, are fantastic cutscenes, don't get me wrong, but by doing that, you're putting the controller down this never wants you to put the controller down. It's like a good book you want to read or it's like a TV series where you just want to get to the next episode Mm. or a a film where you're like, I can't wait to get to the end. I want to know the conclusion of this story. The
0: average cutscene is like a minute and a half, two minutes long tops.
1: Exactly. And... So, I mean, it has them in there, but they're really, really short, and a lot of the time there'll be no point. So a lot of them are dialogue-heavy, so there'll be no point you having control of stuff. But wherever it's an action scene that would normally be shovelled away in a six-minute cutscene, you're taking part in it. So you never really feel like you're being um, disjointed away from the experience which is happening in your hand. So that's – if there's anything <laughs> that other games are going to be Keeping taken away from this – like- anything other games are going to be taken away from this, I think uh, it should be you know the ability to amalgamate um, the gameplay within cutscenes. The
0: experience that is happening in your hand.
1: <laughs>
0: Sorry. Um, okay, so let's go to combat, because this is one of the things that people yeah. were, were complaining about in the first one, and as we said before, you could pump round after round into these guys, and they would just soak it up. This... I hasten to say they changed this, but by the end of the game, I I have to admit, I was shooting dudes over and over again, and they were going, ow, ow, that really hurts, and then just coming back for more. And it's like there's a, only an, um, there's a certain amount that we can accept that body armor will absorb. <laughs> and then, then, yeah. then, then it gets ridiculous. And then it gets to the point where you, you shoot a guy three times in the head and his helmet comes off. And then you've got to shoot him some more. And you're like, come on, how many headshots do I actually have to get at this point? And these, well, these were one of the few times when I, was, I had to forgive the game for being too tough. Uh, and there's a couple of heavies in there
1: yeah. where I, I threw three RPGs at them. And they were like, yeah. sure. No, 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 Take that in the chest. What are these people? I mean, fucking super I mean, the
0: dudes with the miniguns guns are ridiculous. Yeah. So but I well, mean that's
1: a that's a, that, that's a concession to combat though that's more of it it's just a mini boss in an area where they're trying to highlight more than just you know it's it's goons that you shoot
0: and there's a it out when you're running around the place with a pistol you can actually relatively easily dispatch people when you're getting up close and punching people is now a viable option in the first game it was a ticket to death immediately you start you're getting into a fist fight someone's going to come up behind you flank you shoot you in the back in this one you can actually survive with uh you know hand to hand combat if you alternate it between that and shooting it's actually a viable mechanic, and they've got the stealth options now, which you know excellently implemented it's not enforced that's how it should be, except for in that one bit <laughs> <laughs> where it is but that's just to teach you how to be stealthy
1: i um, I, I still feel the shooting isn't a hundred percent where it needs to be the wall no, see I disagree I, I think and I, I'll, I'll explain why I, I think Gears of War it's general moving from cover to cover and it's general popping up and taking aim still really outshines this I think what it doesn't do of course is that in this, you have so many more options to climb architecture around you. Yes, yeah, there's a verticality to take the, high the levels. Yeah. I mean, Ge- Gears of War's always been like, there's a ladder there, you can take the high ground, but there's, there's gonna have to be a, a very set structure, and they're, they're quite linear in the way they do, uh, they, they sort the levels out for that. And certainly in single player, you don't really ever take the high grounds. So I think the general combat in uncharted 2 probably is better because you have more options but i, I still think the shooting on occasions and I, I maybe i can put this down to the playstation 3 or the dual shock pad uh, i just still don't think works fantastically well for shooting games it just still feels a bit loose sometimes the grenade stuff just feels a bit weak for me and it's not perfect
0: i agree that it feels a bit loose but again i think it's down to the pad i mean for some reason and this is down to the architecture, the PlayStation. The the dual shock sticks, they've got little round, smooth nubs over the top which just gently slip past and underneath your thumbs. So there have actually been times when I've had to brace my thumb down and then push it with my other thumb just to keep the stick in the right direction. I found the stick slipping out from under my hand. Whereas the three sixty pads just perfectly it's got nice. enc- it's, yeah. You know what I am okay. actually uh, it's now got to the point where I am going to get an adapter to play my 360 pad. Oh, I'm going to buy a wired 360 pad to play on my PS3, and, and there is an adapter. I believe you can do that because yeah. I just I like the concave sticks. I like the setup of the 360 pad. There's nothing against the PS3 as as a system, and you know I'm sure everyone, a lot of people out there like the DualShock 3. I'm just not really a fan of it. You know I, I think it's it's architecture that's been around since 1998, it, it, which was based on an architecture that's yeah. been around since 1994. It needs an update, and when they tried to update, they chicken-shat out and, and went, no, let's yeah, not update. do the sex banana, shall we? Yeah,
1: they tried to update with a blinking boomerang. But uh, ultimately, out, like?
0: I, I I just think the 360 pad works with my hands, so, you know, it's yeah. nothing but against the, the pad, just, you know, it would probably have helped in some of those frantic scenes, you know
1: so like, like i said, I still feel like you know the shooting is somewhat loose I, I mean i didn't want to mention that yeah there was enemies at the back end of the game which do suddenly take you know become bullet sponges but then that's the same old game mechanic of making stuff harder as you move along but
0: that, I, um, that's one thing that they tripped up on i don't get why that happens why make it that hard by the end
1: well, you know, that falls into our story once again, is why do games progressively have to get harder and harder? Why not make, you know, if if an enemy will die that easy in the game, why not just make the enemy die that easy in the back end of the game? It's about yeah. the experience of moving so through it, the game.
0: That's something, again, that needs to be updated, because it's still the hangover yeah. from the fucking arcade days. Yep.
1: Yeah. Which, it's, and it's the And the boss is no
0: different. The boss in this... Is oh, just the final different. boss... It I mean, took uh, me three goes, and and each one yeah, just a, running around frantically like a mad thing, and uh, I was just like, but
1: it, but "Come on, nothing. come on!" It just meant nothing again. It's like it, the same old boss mechanics. It's like, well, I'm not going to spoil it, but it, it's the same old shoot something. And he's and
0: weak to one thing, and he falls for it over because, and over what, again
1: three times, and he's out. And it's just like, oh, for uh, God uh, God's
0: they're say. above yeah. this, so yeah. you know, it's 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 not without its flaws. And, but but um, the platforming, com- compare that to Tomb Raider, though. Seriously. All of that shimmying well, up and around ledges. The and- platform
1: will lead into something else I want to talk about as well. But if can I just cover what I think the gameplay, what they do so well in this? Okay, yeah, go. Which is, um, we mentioned this with Batman a couple of weeks back, the way that they're very clever not to let you do too many... Too much of one thing over and over again. So in that, you know, they're very much like stealth and then, you know, the brawling beat them up and then, you know, the exploring. And this does roughly the same thing. Just, you know, every hour or so you're like, okay, I'm, I've kind of, you know, I've shot, you know, 50 goons in the face and, you know, just, you know, can we, can we do something else? And suddenly they'll bring story in and, and you'll get like, 20-30 20-30 minutes of story stuff but it's really really interesting stuff that, that scene where you're walking through the, the Nepal village where after something has happened and it just slows down the pace of the game but it's just what you needed it was a slow down there's been so much action at that point and you're like okay and these are the villagers and oh I understand what I'm fighting for now this is the realisation that I've actually needed uh, to kind of get me through the second half of this game and then they you know, like they said they introduced the stealth stuff the stealth I mean it works perfectly. I mean, I'm not going to say yet yeah, it's better than what you know, Splinter, spell, Splinter Cell conviction will be. You know, come next year. <laughs> we have no way of knowing. <laughs> you no, know, but you know, but Compared it works perfectly. Compare it to a game, game
0: that's actually out with good stealth. Um, nope, there are no good stealth games. Okay, moving on. <laughs> no, seriously, there aren't any. It's Better than Metal Gear Solid for stealth. You know, put it like this: Stealth was bought into games in 1998 uh, with Tenchu and Metal Gear Solid. One. And since then, it's not really been updated to a point where it's actually fun. It was innovative at the time, and it was kind of fun because it was new. Now you get stealth sections, and you're
1: like, oh, stealth section. But but we both agreed the best sections in Batman were the stealth sections. Hmm. It was. (laughs) It was the hunting down of the foes. I mean... I, I
0: yeah, get, no, yeah, those were good actually. No, you're right. No, that's a, that's a we, strong contender for actually updating it. But again, it wasn't absolutely enforced. Like you get seen once, it's all over. I'm I'm aborting the mission. And, no, that's and, but key.
1: this isn't at all. There's only one scene where stealth isn't forced, but it actually becomes a, a viable option quite often. I was like, what if I move shimmy down this ledge? I can just pull this guy off, so I won't end up in the firefight. Fire. In reality, it didn't matter whether you had a firefight fire or not. I mean, ultimately, there wasn't ever really going to be an alarm bell went off, and you know, you you end up being you know the end of the level it was always well it's, it's just an option you can take out the first four guys and then have this big firefight or you can have this big firefight that happens to have four more guys yeah. it was nice to have this option of doing it and um i actually found myself using it more than i thought i would mm. i i think the melee combat yeah it's okay it, it still feels a bit like you're not really punching the guys and it's
0: a bit y- quick timey as well they, they, they made yeah. sure that it didn't look like it because they weren't saying press square three times now but you were effectively pressing buttons on cue.
1: I but didn't really feel like I had too much content, but the stuff kind of different in that. I mean, like I say, Nathan Drake, the good guy Nathan Drake, I, I probably snapped 40 necks in this game. Yep.
0: He's <laughs> psychotic <laughs> son of a bitch.
1: So, um, which leads into the platforming, which, I mean, this How is... How does actually, snapping necks lead into the platforming? But because I will talk about the platforming stuff. Because when you're platforming, sometimes the the planks snap, snap, and then... You snap your okay. neck, which leads into platforming. <laughs> <laughs> Tenuous.
0: Shameless.
1: I've got as my next shot down some complaints I have about the game before we jump on to... Oh, okay. The first stuff. I'll
0: gear up and
1: go. I mean, no, we talk about the platforming then, because that's one of my complaints I have. Okay.
0: The platforming in the first game, I actually felt was a little bit smoother. I don't know about you, but there were times in this game where I wasn't entirely sure where I was going. There was actually one bit when I was like, okay, I know I need to get to there... I can't actually see how. And it ev- eventually it was like there was this one bunch of bricks off to the left, which I hadn't noticed before. But it was like there were times when Drake... I mean, I could jump up and grab hold of that thing, but it, what he wasn't supposed to. It is a tiny, tiny niggle, though, because the actual platforming in Uncharted in general... Is far smoother than any other 3D platforming game. It literally, it, it twists the camera around just perfectly every time. It's, it's kind of like with uh, Prince of Persia, the Sounds of Time in that you, it just sort of shows you where you need to be going and so you can get a good rhythm up. You climb up then Actually, you jump to the left and then it goes, oh, just jump, jump around to the right and, and then you can basically work your way around uh, fairly intuitively and to the point where when you're doing it on a time basis, like things are crumbling around you, you can do it relatively with ease. Except for a few moments. Go. What were you going to say?
1: <laughs> no, it actually reminded me uh, of the new Prince of Persia game, just in the way that it does a lot of its camera stuff, which is yeah. You know, I need underrated. to
0: play that. Uh, again, Nolan North. I will play that just because Nolan North's doing the voice of the Prince.
1: You should do it. So it it's, I mean, although I say it's quick time platforming, which we described it off, as it, it's still you, know, you still have to work out the route where you're going. It was a busy um, Christmas
0: last Christmas, and it looks like it's not any less busy this Christmas. So um, play it first,
1: time. See, I had the difference of the platform. I never really felt like I was uh, challenged at all with it. It it was very much. I never said I was
0: challenged. I just said it was.
1: (laughs) No, but yeah, it's very much like here's the wall. Go up the wall and look. Oh, there happens to be a convenient uh, another brick placement here, which will take you to a swinging place. I had no variety in where I was going to go. It's very, very linear in that respect. Mm. It's you know, it's just it's just more of a place of how we get from one area to the next to continue the story, Mm. which isn't isn't necessarily criticism. I guess I just maybe expected a bit more from it because it, it was very you know platforming hasn't really changed since the early tomb raider games and although this looks you know eye bleedingly gorgeous mm. i still don't really think they've made any leaps or bounds in that also there's puzzle solving which you know which is a hangover from all these games and you know obviously from drake's Fortune as well which i don't know what was your experience of it before i jump on that
0: I liked the puzzles. I, I, I but every time I had something to solve, I sat sat down, looked at the uh, diary because it's usually something to do with that, and and worked it out for myself. And uh, when I actually get my wife on it, I'm gonna you know set her up with it and go right, solve that one. Because um, there was this one time uh, off on a tangent here, Silent Hill home cubbing. We uh, mirror puzzle. Yeah, no, no, it was the other one. Uh, it okay. was the way, with the. Um, where you had to put your hand into that hole and uh, sort out the... uh, There was like a riddle you had to sort out first. Scary. Uh, It was scary as fuck. But um, it it required you to be quite cerebral and you had to solve four riddles to get it sort of turned to four different symbols. And and that, I think, was really good. I I like it when games go, uh, stop, have a breather, work some stuff out. And there was just enough of that in this to make it like, you know, just the the right amount of that Indiana Jones would do without going, hang on a second, what, another fucking puzzle? Um the I think the only one that kind of annoyed me was actually one which involved mirrors. Yeah, you're just you're just saying that with the shining of the lights around the place. Well, <laughs> cuz that I oh, I got lost at one point because I didn't notice some little planks came out the side of the wall and I ended up stuck way up high and couldn't get back down.
1: Well, I'm I'm going to make a point and then actually shoot myself down. So uh, this will be fun. Make a for point. Me anyway. Shoot
0: yourself down, go. Yeah,
1: exactly. So I actually know the answer to my point. And um, I found the puzzle solving far too easy. Um, I've been growing up on games like um, Resident Evil and Silent Hill, and where the puzzles are rather complex. Silent Hill ones are evil. Um, this is more about you know, you climb onto the statue and put the forearms into the right place by standing on them. Mm. You know and it was it was like oh, this fantastic room and but this really really simple puzzle that i'm done with in you know 10 minutes and i'm out of here um, and the mirror one, it reminded me of the Silent Hill mirror one, which was hugely complex and actually made you really think about, right, where am I going to have to shine this mirror in this direction? So that will hit that mirror, which will push it over to that direction. Their version of it in this game is literally you just really need to press a button that activates a mirror to uh, shine the light a bit further on and then find the next button that activates the next mirror. So there's no real puzzle solving at all. It's just trying to work out where the activation point is. Uh. The reason they do it, and this is where I shoot down my own argument, of course, <sighs> Is that they, they're doing it for pace. They don't want people to be bogged, bogged down into to solving this stuff. They want people to be dragged into the story and can complete, you know, completely always on the move, always on the move. So these puzzles are more about just, you know, giving you a rest on the combat but not really giving you your, your mental state. A, a work, so I can I can make the argument for it. I can also make the argument against why they, they left it out there. But it, it's somewhat disappointing that you know you have this this book in there, which is fantastic, by the way. If you read through it, don't just look for the puzzle, you can see lots of little quips and drawings that he's actually done, like mustaches.
0: Sully's t- mustache is yeah, less scary than like a, a weird <laughs> naked underground dude, which is less scary than a yeti.
1: So yeah, that's that's just one of the small complaints I have. Okay, um, regarding t- pacing.
0: Anymore? No, no, I've got one thing to say about pacing. The thing that struck me about the first one was shoot, platform, shoot, platform, shoot, platform, occasional vehicle section. This one, and i got to say, it, it counts towards the, I know,
1: who is it that hates the word polish? Uh, game reviewers hate the word polish.
0: Uh, it
1: wasn't, well, it wasn't, no, Ratto was actually, uh, album Alvin was actually uh, uh, arguing for the word, the polish or... Oh no,
0: he was compelling. Uh, he, he compelling, yeah. Compellingly, you're not allowed to use words like compelling or polish, because it's too yeah. easy. Okay, right. There is a level of effort, let's say, in this game into making sure that it, is, it gives 110%. And where it really stands out is that you are given, every so often, just the right amount of time, exactly like you said with Batman, Not you never do one thing for too much. Every so often they go, right, okay, you've got these mechanics, let's use them in a slightly interesting way, like that bit where you're um, trying to get across the street and you're hanging onto a sign and suddenly people are sort of shooting at you from different angles and you have to keep flipping around on the sign to use it as a shield while you're hanging, you know, twenty feet up in the air using a one hand to shoot them and you know, praying you've got enough bullets. And I realized that eventually oh hang on. You get infinite bullets. You got infinite bullets. Because <laughs> <laughs> <That's laughs> it was so tense and diehard style before then. And I was like, Although I'm down I to can't one kill I'm them this. from this distance. <laughs> but yeah. But it doesn't matter because ultimately for for the for the rest of that thing I was like thinking, well oh, this is really innovative use of the mechanics. And innovative use of the mechanics is five perfect words to describe this game because it does the whole way through it keeps throwing you into situations where you're like oh hang on I've got to do this well, I've got to do that and it never has you just go <sighs> running into the next section shooting all the guys in that room because it's, it's, it's what it's not, it's not even just the AI <laughs> it's just the fact that they they go right no do this now and 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 they keep it's like a it's like a, a, a delicious buffet of different things only you have to read them in a specific order, but it doesn't it doesn't leave you think like feel like you're being force fed because it, it feels so organic. I don't know what how I can explain it in any other way.
1: Okay, well let's move on to the multiplayer. I'll save some of my criticisms for the end of discussing whether this should be, you know, in the Hall of Fame. Multiplayer. multiplayer we we actually played multiplayer um, we got into the the beta what six months Saturday, wasn't it no 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 the the first beta oh well so like Three the co-op, the, the, co-op the, the yeah the co-op stuff was fun um, the multiplayer stuff was really once again the shooting was really loose and all over the place and I was like I just don't see myself coming back to this at all um I just I didn't really feel any connection to the you know, to the characters the, by by shooting or just the animations and I, some people liked it some people didn't now they released obviously a, a new beta 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 um, uh which proved to me that actually you know that all that stuff had been tightened up and they'd listened to a lot of the complaints and it was you know more of an early production version, which is a fantastic thing to see but moving into the actual proper game and and playing all all the actual modes um let's cover the co-op mode first I guess
0: well. Let me just say, this came out of nowhere and slapped me upside the head and said, oh, hey, you weren't expecting this. Fucking great multiplayer modes. I mean, when I say modes, there are multiple ways you can actually play multiplayer and, and, and have a really great time. It kind of reminds me of uh, the original Halo when we were just messing about with, well, let's just try it with all rockets, let's just try it with, you know and you know, capture the flag. Sort of, you know... Not so much reinventing the the the, the deathmatch format, but I mean, there's lo- loads of different things you can do and ways to do cooperative stuff, which they've done. I mean, they've they've cited the um the co-op mode as being similar to horde mode, but it's far more a kind of a roaming running battle. Well, supposed to horde mode, you just hide in a corner. Yeah, no,
1: but they've got they've got that they've got survival mode, which basically is horde mode, stroke fire mode. Oh right, I have not played that. Okay, so that's why but that would come out. Sorry, ignore but, I mean, what I just said there. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, co-op mode is, is it's not, what I would have liked, loved to have seen from this is some sort of co-op through the campaign. Hmm. Um, by the sounds of it, that technically just wasn't possible, um, which is strange, actually, because when you actually consider it, you have a somebody with you through pretty much the entirety of that game, whether it be one person or the other. You know um, what? No. It would I'm have taken be, some of it It would
0: away. have really taken, look at her ODST. Seriously, I think um, I shortchanged myself playing that with, uh, with Ratso. I, you know, it was fantastic playing with Ratso. I lost a hell of a lot of the atmosphere.
1: We and just also, shocked. at the same time, um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, um, Infinity Ward would have been very vocal with the fact that they could have done four-player co-op, but decided not to, because they felt it took a hell of a lot away from the actual storyline in itself, and that if you wanted to play that, here's a separate mode for it. You know what? Now,
0: they should make it an unlock. They should make it that everyone has to yeah. play through the first th- the single player mode first. Then you can play it co-op and then just enjoy that. That's fine. Maybe yeah. even trim a few bits out. But basically, it should the, the the single player mode should be single player. If Uncharted Three has co-op mode de facto, I'm going to avoid it when I do it first. <laughs> Seriously, because I don't want someone talking. Uh, And having to just shush them during the cutscenes, or during the even just we imagine how much you'd miss if you were yakking away and you couldn't hear Drake and his friends uh, bantering
1: in the back. Do not yak away over cutscenes. What are you even talking about?
0: D- during Halo ODST, we were
1: talking about all kinds of stuff. What? The- when we played Halo ODST, there was a distinct rule. As soon as a cutscene comes in, you shut I the fuck
0: up. So I had to pull off my headset. Because if I, if I unplug my headset, they were talking through the TV. I had to pull off my headset while during the cutscene. Terrible.
1: Scenes. Terrible behaviour. Awful.
0: <laughs> etiquette for god's sake but no seriously it takes you out of it multiplayer anyway okay, the cool. actual rather than just doing hypothetical multiplayer <laughs> mode the actual multiplayer mode is, uh, co-op th-
1: yeah I mean co-op mode and it's not you know you don't play through story sections of the game you you do play parts of the game that you, you've you traversed are there only three so far yeah there is three and they, they cut them like you can actually once you play through the single game you can see where they they make the cuts of this is where the, the level will begin this is where the level ends um and, yeah, it's three-player co-op. Uh, one person... I don't know if it's set characters all the time, but... Yeah, it's, you no,
0: can't... no, it's, it changes. It was... Yeah. Uh, it's Drake, Chloe, and um, Sully in it's one Sully. level, and then it's uh, Drake, L- Lay- yeah, L- Elena, L- yeah. and Tanzin for uh, yeah. the other one. I have not played the third yet.
1: Um, And, yeah, they they work perfectly well. exactly what we uh, had with the, the, the beta. It, it just, you know, they work very well. It, it's good fun. It's, you know, good...
0: More um, so. Beta. I got to say, because we played it, we didn't play it with. Um, we having to use Xbox Live to talk. Uh- we- for the first time, but oh, then yeah. when we did it most recently, um, I actually plugged in my rock band mic and I was just chatting away. I
1: brought myself a swanky PlayStation headset.
0: Yeah, to as as I had Paul, so we were actually using you know, properly communicating. So it was we were actually watching each other's backs, and there were times, and I, I'm very proud of this one. Tony got into trouble, and I rescued him.
1: Well, I come and strangle you from nowhere.
0: Yeah, Tony was getting <laughs> strangled from, all over the show.
1: I dropped from the sky apparently.
0: I'm no, just you know running in. It's, it's literally you have to watch each other's backs, and and that's great because it without that. That, co-op mode doesn't really require that kind of co-op and <clears throat> that's something that ODST for me was kind of missing I felt that my com- my companions in ODST didn't really need me much so I think I was po- we were probably playing on way too low a level yeah so we should really have been on uh... but then so again you put it on um, uh, legendary, legendary and it's like you, you walk into a square a, fa- a thousand grenades stick to your head and you go oh and he explode but <laughs> Uh, in this, it's, you don't really feel that the difficulty is too. We we had it on easy, and we were just about keeping a flow on this one. I think, weren't
1: we? Yeah, we were. At, uh, my only real complaint goes over it is there is only three, and we'd blasted through two of them pretty quickly. I'm I'm not too sure that I necessarily wanted to go through them. Didn't maybe the last one. The tank that, finished us off. Yeah, but I think I maybe would have gone through them once more, and I think I'm pretty much done with that. You know, like, it's just you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just it's like it's always going to be the same set stuff. Mm. Um, you're always going to know exactly where you're going at that point, I mean a part of the going for it first time was the adventuring element, but you 've already played this in a single player game. you pretty much know the mm. direction and just i don't know just like I felt like you know th- there was no real life in it, and it just feels very much like this is something that they're going to exploit with DLC. is you know there is only free in there of course it's ripe for how more. much
0: would you pay for another level considering you you <laughs> said you're only going to do them once
1: i don't know how much would I pay for any of this stuff i what, two or three pounds for a, a, another uh, level bundle pack, maybe?
0: I kind of think I would. And I kind of think yeah. they will do that as well.
1: They will do that. But, I mean, it, it's got a hoster mode. I mean, you, you've got survival mode like Firefighter or or you know, Horde mode, yeah, which is the must-have by every game at the yep. moment it would appear. The little uh, Big Planet's
0: got a Horde mode coming up.
1: <laughs> works really well. you got the normal deathmatch. Uh, deathmatch was quite fun and we, we actually... We did really well in our, the deathmatch. Yeah, uh, we we like we, got 16 we, kills.
0: We were um, doing it was like uh, first to 50, and we got to like 47 before uh, our team lost. we were really holding it afloat. Letting them down, weren't they? they yeah. were letting us down. There was this one dude who just kept getting shot. And... But
1: elimination was r- really fun, where it's just, you know, it just became more important about you know keeping it. But you know all this stuff, people. But the, the more important, yeah. yeah, the more important thing about this is. It really works. It it really feels fun to be in there. The the shooting mechanics transfer over really well from um, the single player stuff. Um, it's a bit jarring having two mini, you know, five sullys walking around, with <laughs> twelve mason drakes on the screen at the same time. That's a bit crap. But um, you know, what what are you going to do about that? But it, I mean, it contains well, once again. You can do contains, something
0: like that. Everyone can choose a friggin' different character and a different no, different skin would be good. But, but that, that a
1: coordination which will not appear in online multiplayer. <laughs> but I it it contains all the unlock stuff, so as you're playing through, you, you level up, you earn more money, more money means you can unlock skins, which means hopefully not everybody will be playing the same character, which means you can un- if you're playing co-op, you unlock money to, play, you know, upgrade your co-op. Weapons. Every time
0: you shoot a guy, you get a little bit of money and a ting sound, and it is like, it's like salted or peanuts. G-4. It's so yeah. addictive. Just like Call of Duty 4 and, uh, what, what's it called, uh, Halo Scores. Yeah. yeah. Just, if 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 everything I did in my life went ting and gave me points, I would just do everything all the time.
1: You went to work, ting. <laughs> but it's all present and correct, and it all works really well. No lag. The communication was fine. I, I still think the PlayStation needs a party system, something desperately because it, it was a nightmare. To, we had to organise it over the phone and Xbox Live before we could actually get a group together. Um, yeah, but yeah, kinks like that will one day be ironed out, I'm sure. But it, the fact is, this works, right. which is. More than I think when they first announced it, everyone just went, what are you doing? You can't put multiplayer in Drake's Fortune. That was the, you know, an icon of single player greatness. A bit like, you know, Bioshock having a, um, Bioshock 2 having multiplayer. Mm. Hopefully that will be, have the same outcome where it's actually good, but.
0: If it gives you points, maybe.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So that really now leads us into kind of summing it up and where we actually think this, this fits within, you know, the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, Okay, right. You've heard our arguments. You've heard my arguments.
0: While playing this, I was thinking back on other games I played of the type. Again, we're going to go all the way back to the beginning of this and and, and, and action-adventure games. Um, To me, this is better than The Ocarina of Time.
1: To me... It's so far back i don't know it, 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 so it, many it's years. a long while ago i'm just
0: thinking of of, of like absolutely classic uh, multi- you know uh not multiplayer again, absolutely classic uh, action adventures to me this is better than resident evil four um this is it's better than drake's fortune it's it's better than gears of war it's better than halo three two what so hang on bit you're you're wandering across now the we're wandering as across, as well. across the fps yeah do you yeah. have to always be outside the body of 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 uh of someone to, to for it to be an action adventure. Is it less yeah. adventurous if you're in their head?
1: Pretty much. Okay. Well, you haven't cited God of War, which surely is, shares many similarities. Better than God of War. Better I agree than God with of you on War that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Better than Shadow of the Colossus.
1: Okay. Better well. I think, right. So, so in your opinion, this is the best best third-person action game, if not the best best game you've played.
0: All right. It's not the best game I've played. I still think that rock band two kind of pips it at the post and and for this year is <laughs> uh it's really strong case for best game of the year for me uh, rock band Beatles again for what it brought to me still may pip it at the post, but for a st- as, as a standalone game it it's it's almost flawless there, there are, it's not flawless in the same way that Nathan Drake himself is quite flawed. <laughs> Um, but you forgive it, just like Nathan Drake, it's sins. You forgive it the times when you're like, how many times do I have to shoot these guys? Seriously. Um, You forgive it the the times when you're like, another platforming section, you got to crawl away around this bit. You forgive it the times when you've died and had to see the same uh, theatrical scene two or three times occasionally. Um, Because what you're doing in between those times is just so good. It's just so smooth, and it's just so enjoyable, and you like the characters in it.
1: it okay. Yeah. Well, maybe I'm just not as forgiving of you. Um, I think over a period of time, that stuff does slightly wear on you. Um, is I don't think it's right. It's not the best game of all time. Let's get that out there clear. I, is it that's one that's of the a
0: really g- difficult category to actually translate, yeah, isn't
1: it? Well, because you, you then have to cross many genres and as I as I said before, right to start this view, you can't compare a third person action game necessarily to a first person shooter the same way you can't compare it to a puzzle game. Certain stuff does, you know, within their their genres completely different for a good reason. You know, Fallout 3 does the open world adventure, uh, you know, and Drake Fortune is very much on a linear experience now. You know, they they both bring different stuff to the
0: sometimes i feel well you mentioned um, halo 3 and then god of war it almost has more in common to me with halo 3 than it does with god of war sometimes in terms of the just sort of moving to the next section kill set of kill rooms even if they do disguise it fairly neatly
1: mm. well see the thing that that catches me on this i, I mentioned about the uncanny valley stuff at yes. the start yeah it does start to jar. There's, there's like scenes where you, you jump and he kind of just jumps up in the air and you're like, well, why would you do that? There's scenes where you try to walk around, say, one of the, the characters and they, they do this weird sideward jump <laughs> and you're like, what? And suddenly the game world comes crashing a down around its ears because like I was suddenly taken out of it or, you know, weird chicken animation or, or something like that. It's just like, <laughs> for, for all the, you know, the fantastic stuff in those graphics, occasionally it just feels such so much like a game. So you um,
0: don't forgive it?
1: Not r- for stuff like that because we're now in the hyperbole of best game ever, and I, I think you, you look at stuff like that and it and it wears it well me down after a while. I think the shooting to me still isn't anything spectacular. I think it's perfectly adequate for what the game is, um, and it works perfectly well. I don't think it's as as best as the third person shooters. I still think Gears War shooting is captures the the kind of feeling of shooting a gun better and i think there's plenty of other games out there that does that as well mm. saying that i think what it does better than any other game mm. is blend story um elements i don't think it does necessarily such an interesting job as half-life 2 in the way that it brings the world into that um, actually no maybe it is on par with that i mean, I mean that's high praise indeed mm. um i think the characters in this are some of the best i've ever seen i think the performances are some of the best i've ever seen um but there's just something about the gameplay that doesn't grab me. Doesn't make me feel like this is the best thing I've ever played. I think it's adequate. I think it's it's more than adequate, but it's it's not a ten out of ten. It feels like the gameplay itself is eight out of ten, and it has all these other trimmings around it that are maybe some of the best that I've ever seen. So there's just some stuff that is dragging me down. I I think what it will bring. To the industry is its cinematic cutscenes where you're actually in control of it. I think that's a really important step that uh, games hadn't grasped before and I think you're going to see people grab onto that. I think the motion capture and the acting, if people weren't doing it from um, Uncharted 1, then they definitely should be now doing it now that Uncharted 2 and I think it's another step in console graphics. Um, that's a really important step, and it's a really important step for the PS3. But overall, I just feel like the game itself isn't different enough from the million and one other action adventure games. It may flow better, it may be smooth, but there's just it's still just like a lot of other games I've played in the past. And I think that's what's stopping me from saying best game ever. Hmm. Is it in my top five best games ever? Probably. And so I'm just you know I'm I'm picking holes into something that I I dearly think is absolutely fantastic and i had such a good time and uh, i rented it but um i was like yes i'm buying this thank you very much uh, I'm, I'm happy to give my money which brings me to the next question and now if we both agree that this is an absolute masterpiece will it sell is this yes. the thing for yes you, you think you you think this take away your your attachment to this character do you think this is enough yes. for the Joe public to walk off the street that are buying Call of Duty mm. to pick up this game?
0: You're asking, will it sell? Are you asking me, will it sell millions upon millions?
1: Well, The first one wasn't a hit, that it should have been. Now that was down to install base, really. I think
0: this could be along the same lines of popularity as the Resident Evil series. I think this could be along the lines it of the same.
1: 2.5, 3 million.
0: Um, I think this could be bigger than Tomb Raider. There's a, there's a big fault fo- there was, if you remember, like one Tomb Raider game a year for quite some time, and then they had to start uh, re-evaluating themselves. I think its impact on the industry, off on a tangent here, is that Lara, uh, Lara Croft, when, they, when she finally re-emerges, um, even though they have ironically cribbed from her games shamelessly, will have to pay attention to what Uncharted has done and re-evaluate Lara, uh, Lara's character.
1: I think third-person, I think it's beyond that. I think third-person action games will have to view this and, you know, follow suit. Hmm. I think it's far beyond. I mean, Lara Croft has been going downhill steadily for years. And I, they had actually a resurgence once, was it, Crystal Dynamics picked them up. Oh, um, not
0: the uh, Angel of Death.
1: No the, yeah, no, the Anniversary. I oh, yeah, sorry. That was cool. Um, you know, but the Anniversary and um, Legend and you know, the, the
0: later ones were... Those were ooh, good. They were better. They were good
1: games, yeah. But, um, there,
0: they they had there was still the... the played with camera. Climb points, up a mountain, fall down a mountain, but scream,
1: like, more shoot a I bear. More importantly, I didn't care about Lyra herself. Lyra. Lyra <laughs> you know, herself. It... it, it the thing that Uncharted 2 does so well is make you care about the, you know... Because the bandit, she just sort of the stares
0: blankly into space and, you know, has these days slightly smaller boobs but still is effectively sold on the sides Which of the... She's a character you know, of the night. The fact that she's absolutely gorgeous and shapely and doesn't, you know, does everything alone and is boring. Effectively, let's let just phrase it, she's boring. She's... Angelina Jolie in those Tomb Raider movies is not interesting as a character and and oh. character in the games is not interesting as a character. But, I mean, for
1: me, this game takes, takes the third-person- I think it dinosaurs, so I'm sure
0: they can, can make that well, but carry on, sorry
1: mate. Takes the third-person genre and actually takes it into the, you know, the proper next generation. We've been playing around for a few years. Yeah. Um. but the, I mean, this is the one that actually takes it into the next generation of kind of the, I'd say the platforming, uh, third-person genre. I think that there's, there's actually different categories mm-hmm. within that, that whole genre. So, I think if you're looking at that, yes, I mean, it, Tomb Raider just looks like a distant, old generation title yeah. at this point. Um, but there's there's more that I think there's more I think that we can see from through Drake and and I think improving the actual gameplay itself and some of the more annoying boss fights and the tank scene just you know they rely on the same old game mechanics that we've had for many many years yeah. that that don't do it enough to make it you know the perfect game I think some people are seeking but as a as a um, growth of where the industry has gone in the last couple of years I think it's it's a real it's a real pleasure to have. To have have played it and to be able to tell other people, you know what, if you're looking for a reason to buy a PlayStation 3, it wasn't Killzone 2 that started this year. That was a game that just really stood in its old conventions. It just looked, you know, fantastic.
0: Um, It looks fantastic like wandering around a refinery and looking at the pipes (laughs) and going, wow, that looks fantastic. It's so high-tech.
1: But... Uncharted 2, Drake's Fortune, is the reason you should go out and buy a PlayStation Uncharted 3. Uncharted
0: 2 Among Thieves.
1: Among Thieves, yes. Um, is the reason you should go out and buy uh, the system, even if you're an Xbox 360 owner.
0: Mm. Because it is. Because you're not going to find it anywhere else. Sony are yeah. not giving this guy away. And right now, you ask me what my most awaited, anticipated game you know, over the next five years is going to be. Uncharted 3. And that's not going to
1: change. Yeah.
0: Seriously. I mean, it's Rock- going to take a lot. 3? Uncharted 3. Cheers.
1: It's going to take a lot for the rest of the year to, to unseek this from the best game of the year.
0: I'm going to have to play some more multiplayer. I'm going to have to play some more Beatles rock band, see which ones see, have more legs.
1: I, I'm not judging the multiplayer in this. I, I, it's, I, I never think um, myself Never think you can. I, we fall into a horrible scenario where Halo has you know fantastic multiplayer. Fallout cool Um But
0: I, I think this These game games stands. live and die on their multiplayer.
1: Uh, maybe for longevity wise maybe you're correct maybe it's just yeah I, I i still don't want to believe that the single player game is dying which apparently it is but this proves uh, the other point but um nathan drake fantastic character absolutely more of please one more of
0: that final thing uh, on Gamerdalk, i feel like we're late to the party on all of this uncharted talk I mean, it only came out a week ago for god's sake not even a it week <laughs> it's thursday today um is <laughs> In, in the England, Americans, I know you guys got it on the uh, October 13th, 14th, what was it? You got it on Wednesday. 13th. 13th, yes. yeah. Um, the movie. Now, uh, it was, the subject was brought up, and they went, uh, if, if this becomes a movie. Well, it is getting optioned as a movie already. Um, I'm kind of afraid that they're going to stick Matthew McConaughey in the uh, role because of his role in Sahara, uh, which would suck because uh, if you think of Nathan Drake and you think of his huh? kind of expression and, and you know, always on the, hanging on by his fingers and then think of Matthew McConaughey going, all right, all right, you know, always in control, always smooth, yeah, that's not Nathan Drake. Now, here's the thing. All video game movies are shit. Every single video game fan is sick to death of this fact and has now almost resigned themselves to the fact that it's just going to keep happening. And yet, we always hold in our hearts this possibility that there could be a good one. This could be that good one. However, I am t- terrified they're going to give it to Brett Ratner or some what other fuckwit. What does it matter? More. No, no, seriously, really? because this is how th- this is how it matters, Tony. This is how it makes money. This is how it becomes a major series, a major franchise. Although, ironically, in the Tomb Raider case, it actually killed the games. Because <laughs> the second okay. film mm. came out at the same time as Angel of Death, and both of them tanked. And one of them, each of them blamed the other. But um, a good film... We'll put it in the public eye and make people go, "Wow, this is really good." It just hasn't happened yet because yeah, there's been no video game movies. That are-
1: that, I'm not relying on the movie industry to promote the uh, the game industry. The game industry needs to do a better job of promoting themselves. That, you know, if you want a cinematic experience and you want to have an interactive cinematic experience, here's Uncharted Two. The, the, that industry needs to to do more to promote itself. Sod the film. The film industry has been in decline for years. Yeah. And it's slowly becoming the home entertainment industry where the films, you know, let's face it, I'd rather watch a Blu-ray. Me too. So, you know, I don't, I don't want to to snuggle up to Hollywood because I think Hollywood's in desperate trouble hmm. and it's already having to rely on you know more smaller and interesting films they're the ones that make money for them it's not the giant blockbusters that do fuck all for them
0: dude smaller it, interesting films I'm assuming you're talking about remakes of classic 80s horror movies direct, okay. produced by Michael Bay
1: but you know Transformers proved it. Transformers proved anything you know a, a crap movie is still a crap movie and people were starting to see this and that made less money than the first one so.
0: did it? I it still um, made huge yeah. amounts of money
1: yeah, but yeah it's uh, Let's say I want the, our industry to stand up on its own two feet and promote itself, that we're different. And we are different. You don't see the TV industry constantly going on about, you know, they want to be films. No, they, they embrace what they are. They make great TV stuff.
0: I want an Uncharted movie for selfish reasons, because I can't play Uncharted every couple of months. You know, I can't just sort of sit down and, and devote 20 hours of my time to playing this thing. But I
1: can whack Warcraft in... the best game ever. There you go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I can whack in the Blu-ray of the movie and watch, you know, the, the the events of the first game would fit very snugly into a two-hour film, and the events of this game, with a little trimming here and there, would, again, make an excellent sequel. It's pretty much right there for you. Now, it's it doesn't work if you literally put it, uh, you know, word for word, page for page, you know, moment for moment. So, basically,
1: you're asking for, like, a Romancing of the Stone film for Drake's Fortune.
0: No, I'm really not. I'm I'm asking for a, an update of the Indiana Jones franchise, but, yeah,
1: but Indiana part. Jones updated itself and it was a bunch of sh- ass as well because that that just felt like, you know, his character didn't really fit within this you know, this new uh world that we live in where we're so, you know, sarcastic or just, I yeah. don't know jaded um, with every other film we saw this pure and innocent uh indiana jones stuff just didn't work at all i don't feel he that it was updated
0: I, it feels like and it would if you read what spielberg was has been saying about it and had always said um he made that film so that it would bolt very neatly onto the uh, end of the uh, first three and you could watch them all in a row and it wouldn't feel like any time had passed in between them and i think he succeeded in that i know a, a lot of
1: special of- effects and boring characters yeah great right. Okay. Anyway, this, this isn't the film review. I'm, but I'm no,
0: not, I'm, I'm not hoping for a shit film, Tony. You know that. I'm, I'm hoping for a good film. I'm hoping for Iron Man, but Drake's Fortune. Would, 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 is that too much to ask from the film industry? <laughs> Seriously. I mean, okay, put it like this. Uh, till 2001, I think it was, maybe 2002, we didn't think comic book movies could work. And then Spider-Man came along. And look what happened after that.
1: Some okay, well, yeah, ones, like
0: some really fucking good
1: ones. The spy genre has pretty much died, and then uh, Casino Royale and um, and at the same time. Yeah.
0: It's anything's always possible. It just takes a serious commitment on the part of the producers to get a director and a scriptwriter who really know their shit and to <laughs> really get behind it. Because <laughs> if they throw an idiot like Brett Ratner at it, it's gonna create a piece of popcorn crap like X Men Three, uh, and. Or, or
1: Wolverine Origins. Oh, we've got Prince of Persia coming out. That's probably the next one.
0: Yeah. And then Mike Newell knows what he's doing. So, I'll, I'll remind you of that in, what, six months' time after yep, it's coming out. After I'm hanging my head, for <laughs> God's sake, you can't even make a game out of that. A film out of that. It's a great game. So, yeah, I, I have a lot invested emotionally in well, Sands of Time uh game, so obviously if the movie sucks they're gonna be like, well there's no hope for us or oh. But uh, they put uh, like this <clears throat> films of games are in the pipeline right now. You got the Warcraft movie coming. It's conceivable at all points that they will make a good one. Sam Raimi's behind Warcraft.
1: You know that they're, they're right. putting proper big hitters in Call there. of Duty movie's coming so maybe that's where <laughs> we should put our bag behind. Everyone can
0: get behind a <laughs> fictional conflict in some <laughs> fictional Middle East. Anyway, mm. so uh, I, I hold out hope when I find out on the casting who would you cast as Drake if not Nathan Fillion because obviously we all want Nathan Fillion
1: that's a hard <laughs> one
0: <laughs> I haven't put too much for Nathan shirt, Fillion's so. a little bit old yeah a little bit old for it he's yeah, yeah. just a little pudgy now <laughs> think of him as Captain Hammer he's you know <clears throat> quite that, that t-shirt seems a bit too small for him but uh, I'm thinking maybe, maybe we need fresh blood then somebody said Jason Bateman Great idea. Uh, okay, right. How about this then? Josh Hartner.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Maybe his comeback role. Yeah, he's cheeky. for would pump himself up. Okay, right. <clears throat> um, so I was thinking maybe Heath Ledger would have been good. Though. Oh, you fucker! He would have. <laughs> <laughs> he probably would
0: Just don't tell me it's Colin Farrell. <laughs>
1: Hey, but the Colin Farrell could. I mean, Colin Farrell is a good actor. he just he, he, we turned into the film podcast all, all of a sudden. Yep. Um, no, he, he it, a really good actor, and he's cheeky, so he could probably if he was reined in enough, he could probably play that role. But mm. um, <clears throat> uh, we we shall wait with bated breath. I'm sure Uncharted not Three will be out before then that that comes out anyway. So
0: will come out at the same time. Both will flop, and both will suck, and both will blame each other. If you're looking for a podcast that's informational,
1: do you know we have boobs and play video games? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Wait, I'm
0: looking at them right, right <laughs> now. Hey, check those out. Relevant. Why, why do you have that blanket and wear your pants? Focused. As the, uh,
1: YAR!
0: And now I'm deaf. Filled with highbrow humor. I think that might be my stripper name, Raspberry <laughs> And very smart. Hi, we're the dumb girls on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Then you will love Some Other Podcast. Join Elaine and Leah every Friday by visiting platformnation.com, someothercastle.com, or subscribing on iTunes. But remember, this podcast is rated M for Mature. So you're going to rate this game then?
1: Oh, what, five, yeah. Five. Okay, right. I mean, we're, we're on an easy rating system. Obviously, five out of five is a lot easier than, than to, to tell you whether it's a nine or a ten.
0: There were times uh, when it wavered into the nines for me, but I'd just gone back up again just thinking about it. So.
1: Um I, I wavered between eight and nine. Honestly, between them. I never really hit... The, okay, there was a time when I hit a ten, and this will, will probably remind you. What point was it? When, um, the part on the train where it bangs and stuff happens. It bangs. Um, it it blows up. Blows up. It blows up. Yeah. It and up. Uh, it it starts to fly at you. And I turn around and went, holy shit and then at that point i would probably like oh, wow, that's amazing and there was a couple of uh, set pieces like that where i was like that's that's incredible like i still can't just help feeling that the general game in itself beyond all this fantastic stuff is is still just a bit i'd say like 75% there there's there's still so much room for more that they could do with it so i don't think it ever really hit a 10 for me but uh that kind of you now I'd, I'd i'd nine I'd, i'm giving it a nine i'm giving it a nine
0: we don't gotta, do out of 10 we give I'm it out of 5, five.
1: 'Cause it's far easier to right. say five.
0: Okay, just before we go, competition time. This is the weekly update on the UK versus USA iTunes reviews.
1: That's a week too late because obviously we had reverse blue, blue yeah. so this is two weeks. <clears throat> now I'm gonna
0: up the ante on this. We've been promising uh PAX related swag for weeks now. Now I'm I'm pro UK because I am the UK team. Tony's USA.
1: And I, I took the USA, yeah. yeah. I'm proud of that.
0: <clears throat> okay, right. UK this week you got six. Hagatron, the calendar hung itself. M-A-7, Joker Pen Trick, as in, it's your Uncle Bingo, time to play the check. Evil Stewie, Babylon 5, Quantum.
1: <laughs> so I'm still loving the calendar hung himself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good name. Okay, so that's six, which brings the UK up to 38 reviews, 12 away from 50. Tony? Uh,
1: so in the USA, we had Savory, Death Walker, Masked Claws, Klaus. Klaus. and Twig89. Four. Four, which means that brings the USA up to 32. There's six behind, guys.
0: Still six behind. What's going on? So I'm going to up the ante because we're now so close I can taste it. I'm going to say to the first, when we hit 50 in Britain, I'm going to select at random, using a random number generator, one of those 50, and then he or she and I shall talk. We will negotiate a prize. I'm going to just drop this pack stuff and say, yeah, I'll, I'll let you know what's in it. If you want any of that, you can have it. But we will talk, maybe a game, maybe some points, I don't know. But we'll talk about it. That way I'll personalise it to you. I'm not just going to give you all, away anything. We will get you a good-ass prize. And Tony?
1: Well, I think it's, it's only right that we do the same for the other side. Um, Fair enough. You know, the obvious thing, I mean, for <laughs> us, I mean, this, this pack swag is nice. Don't get me wrong, we've got some really good stuff. And I think over the forthcoming weeks, because it, it's not necessarily tied to packs itself, I mean, there's some uh, just really good little bits in there that I think we're just going to give away uh, on the forum over the next you know three or four weeks um but it's going to be heavy stuff so i think in the states um you can have your picks up to a reason uh, same as alex on from something from amazon so it makes it nice and easy for us to send to you just ask um, for
0: some of the premium version of beatles rock band with
1: no, so it's it's probably going to be in, in realistically you know up to the 40 or 50 pound barrier so what's that? <laughs> that's that's probably no, I'm, I'm fine with that because our community is everything so and the ratings help us or oh, the reviews actually help us uh, get more people to understand what we're actually doing, so if you enjoy it if or if you dislike us but as we said before if you don't dislike if you dislike us and not likely to win the stuff but you know it's fine um let other people know because it is really really helpful for uh, people to find out new shows and actually you know just you know, tell other people so in reality that's probably what sixty or seventy bucks worth so the, I'm, I'm thinking new game
0: well a new game will like will fetch just sixty bucks maybe yes. yeah, so in America
1: so yeah I th- what I will do is a new game I will, s- I will also send you some nice little pack of stuff that I have out there that's not going to weigh down so it's going to cost me another 40 or 50 bucks yeah. to send to you so, unless some, like, it's up- stuff that you
0: really really want yeah. we'll, we'll, no. we'll work out what you want
1: so over the forthcoming weeks there will be plenty more t-shirts and codes and, and other wonderful prizes to give away okay. um, but that's the competition as it stands so don't let us down people come on America I've stood here I, as a British person I'm standing <laughs> here and supporting this, this goes right through my heart I, you know, I should be, I I could be lynched. I live in the UK. (laughs) Football hooligans hooligans may knock down my door any second now if we do not win this.
0: I can hear they're they're knocking over your dustbins, Tony, in
1: Shaftesbury. So help me out here. The size of America should be able to squish the UK in one, you know, just one nuclear missile before we can even send it back.
0: The motherland shall conquer (laughs) all. Right. Okay. And uh, there was a competition last week as well.
1: There was a competition last week, um or two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Where we were giving away a Dead Space Distraction t shirt. Oh, yeah. And um, the simple answer to that was basically why you deserve it. <laughs> it was uh nothing overly complex as you can see there. Um so this the person who actually won it was a forum member called Giles. Um and his reason why he said he should have this Dead Space t shirt is reason one, for me, Dead Space was the best game that came out on any platform in two
0: I've I've it was a very,
1: very good game. Uh, I it was the best,
0: disagree I completely, but
1: all right. <laughs> reason two, he got a thousand and a thousand game of score. That's Being hardcore. Being somebody that actually tried that, um, I gave up. So that's pretty hardcore. Well done to him. Yep. And reason three, distraction is the first and only game I've brought myself on the Wii, as opposed to all those party games I've got for when my guests want to play something.
0: And what's so, um, wrong with Carnival Games?
1: It's terrible. Yep. How about that? Okay, that's, that's fair that's enough. Carnival Games are Uncharted. <sighs> he... I'm going to sit Don't down. make me choose. It's like between my kids. I feel like I should send him a pays please. 3, free of Uncharted 2. I'm not going to. but that's what <laughs> I Instead, you're going to get a T-shirt, the, un- uh, the Uncharted, the, the Space Distraction T-shirt, that will be winging its way in the post. Just send me a direct forum message with your address, and I'll get that sent out to you this week, although it will probably arrive in two to three weeks' time Thanks once the, the wonderful Royal stuff. Mail Service will stop striking. Uh, what a time to do it. All these games come out, and suddenly... Mail order
0: story. no longer becomes viable, and Game becomes yeah. the place where you buy all your games. So,
1: the Game's probably rubbing its hands, going, "Thank." Actually, not,
0: well. not not Game for me. I, I went into uh, Game and HMV and checked the prices online. Chart at two thirty nine ninety nine HMV, Game forty three ninety nine.
1: Epic, epic fail. Forty <laughs> three. What kind of price? Oh, God. Okay. Okay. Um, if, and to continue, it's the called money grubbing. Yeah, okay. Well, to continue the competition outside of the obviously the ratings competition, the reviews competition, um, there was a, a a nice little thing on the forum where uh, our friend Ryan from the Crackdown Two development team um, was talking about art books that you should buy. And you know, in this conversation, he's like, you should buy this, this um, Halo Three art book. That turns out it's about two hundred and fifty pounds now. Yes, uh, it's a really rare uh, and exclusive item. So I am um, not going to buy Isn't
0: that. The paperback only fifteen pounds.
1: It is, but it's a different layout.
0: Oh, it's a different layout. Is, yeah. Oh, that's so worth if... paying the extra 200 odd. It's a different layout. Brilliant. Uh, I, will, I will track this down. It's, a, it's okay honey, it's a different layout. It's an it's investment. It will, it will last years. It's hard. We can give this, this to with. the grandkids.
1: <laughs> well, if you want a piece of this art book, no, you're not going to get that one. You're going
0: to get that uh, one. Christ, no. <laughs>
1: At PAX, I was fortunate enough to actually get an art book. Um, it's called The Art of Guild of Wars 2. Now, I, I hear you shout, why do I care? I don't care about Guild Wars. Why would you? Um, because the art book itself is absolutely fantastic. Some of the imagery in this is so, so gorgeous. Um, I flicked through it for many hours, so it's not it's not fun because I take care of this stuff. But on top of that, um, it just been fantastic art and interesting read. It's actually signed by three of the artists that actually worked on the game. Um, inside the front covering nice uh, silver ink So, and it's all hardback it's really 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 nice and that is this week's competition and actually what we're going to do Alex is get you to do what?
0: Um, you have to design a piece of fan art for us that we can use as uh, one of the pictures in our show so basically uh, this was inspired by uh, one of our forum members who's uh, also from the uh, Fanboys Lunchcaster from Platform Nation His name is Mike or Mick possibly um, at, who uh, made a, a sort of ancient vintage-style digital cowboys video game sleeve, uh, and uh, stuck it up on the forums. Do that. Stick some stuff up. We'll start a whole thread for this, and basically you can all compete. And whoever has the the, the piece of art, it could be a comic strip, could be a piece of you know just like you know, fan art you've created just with digital cowboys start style. Paraphernalia around it could be something photoshopped. I don't know. Whatever you want to do, but uh, if it makes us laugh or go ooh, then uh, you're in with a chance of winning. And this is yeah. a very special, awesome book. And it is uh, really nice.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, and obviously, the the place to go and do that is uh, the Digital Cowboys forward slash well, cowboys dot com forward slash forums, mm-hmm. um, and obviously you can join and then just there will be a post there for you to leave that in. Uh, of course, if you want to actually contact us during the week, you know the forums is a great place because we'll be posting on there. But if you want to send us more of a private thing, so you can go to mailbag at the dot com um leave us a voicemail we've, we've worked out that if we don't actually check our voicemail um in 30 days it actually wipes some away so McFluffin we're sorry i know we said we'd, we'd play that but we never got round to it and it's now gone so send us another one and we'll make sure we play that so you can just go to the website uh thejudicialcowboys.com and leave you know the skype button there it just takes you straight there it's so easy to do uh, in fact alex did it earlier <laughs> Indeed. Right. Um, and obviously the website as well, but, uh, and follow us on Twitter and all that, you know, Web 2.0 stuff. You you know the drill people. Just go and do it.
0: If there's a thing, we're on it. Yeah. And that's all from us this week. We have, hopefully, a pretty damn interesting and exclusive interview coming up next week. Don't want to make any promises, just in case, but, uh, stay tuned, folks. Till then, I've been Axel.
1: I've been Tony Atkins that thinks Uncharted 2 is brilliant. I but not the best game ever.
0: I've t- ditto I mean I've never said it was the best game ever but it fucking rocks let's leave you with some nice music to let come out on this is from Uncharted by Greg Edmondson happy trails happy G trails